Hi everyone, welcome to Orify Podcast. I'm Keita Morio, a product lead at Orify, and this is the second episode of how it's like to be an ML engineer at startups. And in, in this episode, we continue hearing the stories from our machine learning engineer, Norman Mustafa, who is also called as Nax. So, hello, Nax. Hey, hey Geta, thank you for introducing me. I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm great. So, in last episode, you mentioned that、uh, many of the problems can be solved without using any of machine learning techniques, but、uh, some of the problems do require machine learning techniques. So, in this episode, we we want to hear about、uh, those cases. And we discussed about、uh, an example feature, a visual regression for testing automation. So, I want to hear about that case. So, this is some kind of problem that require machine learning techniques. So, if you're asked to work on it, where do you start from? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, as, as we were mentioning last time, like many of problems do not directly require machine learning. And also, even if they require machine learning, most of the components within those problems still require traditional programming. But、uh, the core components of、uh, many problems still do require some major,、uh, pro- uh, major solutions from deep learning. So, one of the examples that I did solve was a, a visual regression testing here in Ortify. So, for that, But uh, what uh, I did was to do first of the first and foremost step is to do the literature review. So, what happens is like I find if there are some、uh, existing papers,、uh, research papers available for that problem, which I can use out of the box and solve my problem. So, In case of visual regression, the goal was to do semantic segmentation of、uh, the screen, web screenshot. So, if we have a screenshot of web page, we want to identify like different components on the screenshot without actually looking at the source code. So, this is one of the problems that is that may be possible to solve using、uh, classical methods. But it's、uh, very hard to solve using those techniques. So that's why we,、uh, I went for、uh, using deep learning. And for this problem, uh, I found uh, I was able to formulate it as a visual regression prob-、uh, uh, semantic segmentation problem. So, yeah, that's how like, basically I start like, by looking at the available research. And then, like, formulating my current problem with uh, uh, comparing that、uh, problem with the existing solutions in the deep learning. I see. So, where do you think is most different from the traditional technical approaches? So,、uh, yeah, example.、Uh, so, for this case, I think、uh, implementing a Module that,、uh, for example, if we look at、uh, the screenshot comparison, 
tool so if we compare the screenshots of two websites if they are identical then we uh, we can get a very good result but in case the screenshots are very uh, in case there is some slight scroll or offset or some small change then these screenshots cause a huge blob and the dif uh, the difference between like the both screenshots are, is very huge so in that case uh, building a simple open cv based system is very complicated and requires a lot of uh, heuristics and logic logic and much more it becomes very complicated i see so that's why this problem is actually do require uh, machine learning approaches yes but then you mentioned that you start from researching papers but uh, how it actually look like uh, i mean that when in the traditional programmings uh, we try to find some libraries and try using it and see if it can solve uh, the problems by uh, actually writing code and seeing if it works or not but i'm not sure how it actually look like in your cases i think uh, in term of machine learning it's more or less similar problem so like in term uh, when we are uh, using a traditional approach <laughs> we uh, also like look for uh, some existing techniques and sometimes we can find those techniques on stack workflow to help us out and uh, it's possible to uh, find some uh yeah that sounds familiar <laughs> yeah it's it, it's like it's similar in case of deep learning as well so what happens is like if uh if the, so the first and foremost step is to just look directly the solution if it exists on <laughs> websites like stack workflow then we are good to go but then we move backward and go to the github for example i will look for the solutions of semantic segmentation and it's highly likely that if a certain deep learning problem is very famous like the one i was trying to solve then it's very easy to find uh, existing implementations on github but in case uh, that is also like uh, not uh, working then i can go back to the starting research where i saw like different research papers uh, available in the literature and i can start implementing one of the research paper so it, this is like the general process that i follow to like solve a problem just like we are mentioning i see so then yeah it sounds uh somewhat similar to the traditional approaches but say uh in startups i know that uh, speed is really important but i also understand that the machine learning uh approaches do takes time right yeah yeah so uh how do you deal with it or uh do you have any problems uh when you're working on machine learning techniques in startups okay so yeah i think this is one of the main challenge in the field 
so if someone is working on smaller like problems or smaller data sets or smaller models then it's very easy to just train that model on in very small amount of time it's like for example the, in traditional uh, development what we see as cicd pipeline so for smaller model it's just like that in 5 10 minutes we get the result if the system is working or not but in case of big models uh, which have to be trained for days so there are basically two different uh, methods that are used so one method is usually like a training on a very big cluster uh, of gpus and servers which makes the again uh, reduces the training time from days to just a few hours and the other approach is uh, kind of uh, the one that i use and it's also like sometimes preferred in startups is uh, working on multiple projects so what happens is like if uh, a certain technique is uh, a certain project is in the training phase so i get a lot of uh, buffer to work on the different project in that time i still do need to look at the training and observe the losses and uh, outputs because it's necessary to know if the training is working and model is not overfitting or something like that but essentially uh, that time is usually uh, useful to work on a different project and this way like it's easy to just start building the projects and then put them on a training pipeline and while they are training uh, i can work on different other projects and so on interesting so it sounds like uh, you're working with uh, some partner and when he is uh, working hard studying something you can do some other things <laughs> and uh, yeah in turns okay then you uh, train some models and uh, when do you treat it as done i mean in terms of the training or in terms of the features you have to uh, regard it as uh, done or ready to be shipped and move on to the next phase how it's like how it looked like yeah in mostly i think in startups it's the aggressive approach so rather than like waiting for the system to be perfect and fully like optimized and everything is best in usually like what happens in startups they just uh, uh, build a model and train the model and as soon as uh, one gets like reasonable accuracy or result it's a very like aggressive approach is uh, like adopted and the model is shipped immediately so what happens is like as uh, the model is not accurate or correct or perfect so there are lots of bugs or maybe logical issues which are then captured and put back into the system and then the system keeps on improving so this way mostly like what uh, in start in case of startups uh, they usually like the model training is usually the it's not uh, the done criteria is very low compared to big tech companies so yeah i think it's uh, 
yeah in in term in comparison with academia where we have usually like uh, fixed benchmarks and accuracies that we have to reach before we can publish uh, to some journal or conference in industry usually it's not that uh, complicated so once uh, we reach a certain accuracy even if it's not the best accuracy and uh, um, it has to be useful enough then we can just push this uh, model to the production for to be used so yeah i think this is kind of the difference between academia startups and big tech companies i see yeah that sounds exciting so yeah most startup uh solving some problems that no one has never been so uh providing some solution even if it's immature a bit uh it's already helping people and the you can also improve the model as the user actually use it to solve their problem so yeah it sounds really exciting yes yes also the big companies usually do not take risks mm-hmm. uh, like these that they put their like limited working products into production so it's usually like startups which do these innovative products and put directly in the hands of customers even if there are some there are some issues and uh, some problems but they keep, since they put in the terms of production so it's kind of innovative and they get a lot of user adoption and that's how like usually startups beat big tech companies especially in this field yeah i understand that uh, people would perceive it differently if uh the startup and google made the same mistakes uh, people would react differently so big tech company would be hard to ship immature product mm-hmm. thank you then so lastly overall how do you feel being an ml engineer in a startup as yourself uh, for myself i think uh, i i even though like i haven't worked directly in a big tech company so i cannot say for sure like how is the experience there but from my friends or uh, like uh, colleagues who work in big companies uh, the general like uh, idea is that it's more more like uh, the in big companies usually what happens is like you're focused more in, on processes on uh, uh, on delivering products and optimizing the whole processes but what happens in startups is like they are usually agile they uh, build really fast their focus is most on the technology side so it's really fun to work in a startup uh, so personally i love to work here especially in otify because uh, i get to explore the uh, feel uh, explore the domains of uh, my field in di- much diverse way so yeah it's really good i believe like to work in a startup compared to a big company thank you yeah i'm glad to hear that okay so this uh was the episode how it's like to be an ml engineer at startup and uh Yeah, we present with uh, uh, Oblify's machine learning engineer, 
Norman Mustafa. I hope you enjoyed it. So yeah, this is the end of the episode. And if you wanna some topics you wanna hear about, uh, please send a, uh, send us a feedback from the Twitter or if I HQ. See you in next episode. Bye bye.